Hello, TMC. Pastor Adam here with your Midweek Connection for May 24th, 2023. First off, a few announcements for this upcoming week that we want to make sure that you're aware of. Uh, This Saturday, May 27th at 5.30 p.m., uh, Global Outreach is sponsoring a dinner for two of our global partners, Tim and Martha, who are currently serving in a close country, and they've done so for 24 years. And so we want to invite you to a dinner to hear about how God is working in their lives and in their ministry and in their part of the world, um, and to uh, pray with them and pray for them. And then also, uh, if you feel led to give, there will be a free will offering taken up at this dinner as well. So make plans to be there this Saturday. Uh, then the next day, the Sunday, uh, right after the morning service, we will be having our annual Memorial Day picnic. Uh, so make sure to make plans to be there and to stick uh, and to stick around for a great meal. Um, you don't need to bring anything. Uh, you don't need to bring any food or anything like that. Either. So uh, if you're planning on coming, it would be great if you would let us know so that we know uh, how many meals to prepare. Uh, so if you could just go back to the most recent um, email blast, and there you'll be able to find a link where you can just let us know who's coming, um, that you're coming, and how many are going to be uh, coming with you. Uh, along those lines, um, we will be eating in the north uh, alley driveway area of the church, and so... Uh, th- that morning, Sunday morning, the that area of the parking lot will be blocked off the entire morning. So if you normally park there, we're sorry, but you're going to have to find somewhere else to park because we'll be setting up tables and chairs and different things in the alley there for our meal together. Um, speaking of parking lot, we also wanted to make you aware that next week, our entire parking lot is going to be closed. Uh, we're having some repair work done on different areas of the parking lot, uh, having some patches done and different things just to extend the life of of our parking lot and so to make sure that the crew has access to wherever they need needs uh, wherever they need to go um, and that there's not cars parked there we're just closing the entire parking lot uh, if you need access to the church building we have been given permission to use the uh, parking lot that we normally use for Sunday overflow parking uh, so uh, that is on the uh, east side of the building just across the street uh, you'll be able to use that parking lot and walk across to the building but other than that the entire parking lot will be closed. Um, We also wanted to remind you that on Monday, Memorial Day, uh, our our, uh, offices here at the church will be closed, and so the doors will be locked, and there won't be anybody here, so um, don't show up, because you won't be able to get in. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that you knew and were aware of that. And lastly, I'm going to sneak this in here, you have two more Sundays to fill those grad baskets, and so we will recognize graduates on June 4th, and so you have just a few more Sundays to get your gifts, your notes, your gift cards, your books, whatever it is, dorm room supplies, into those baskets uh, to celebrate our graduating seniors. Now for our spiritual focus, this past Sunday we talked about the importance of caring for the lost. And we saw from Jesus' ministry that to care for the lost, we must do three things. We must see the lost, we must value the lost, and we must pursue the lost. And so today I want to spend some time talking about a huge obstacle that I've found in my life that stands in the way of me actively caring for the lost in my life. Uh, Can you guess what it is? It's actually something you may not be able to guess. It's, it's actually my schedule. 
I can sit here and give you idea after idea on how you can care for the lost in your life. And you can even sit down and, and brainstorm idea after idea for the lost in, in, in your life. And I'm going to give you some of those ideas at the end of this uh, at the end of this video, but unless you have the margin in your life to actually carry out those things, unless you have the bandwidth to to think through what those things might be, what the what the needs of the of the lost in in your life, what what those are, unless you prioritize being a witness in your life, you'll never actually make that jump to tangibly caring for the lost. And so, to kind of guide our our, our talk this morning. Uh, I want to turn to Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16. We're going to read that passage in just a minute, but but first some context. In Ephesians 5, Paul is calling the Ephesian church to be imitators of God and to walk in love as Christ loved and gave himself up for us. He's calling them to walk as children of, a light, of, of light and not as partners of darkness. He's calling them to ultimately turn their backs on the ways of this world and what the world is calling them to, and instead pursue the things that God has called them to. And then we get to verses 15 and 16 where Paul says this. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Paul says that we must be wise in the ways that we walk as children of light. And that that we are wise by making the best use of our time that we have been given. You know, how we use our time on this earth is not neutral. Psalm 90 even goes so far as to tell us that how we use our time can be considered evil if not invested for good, if not invested in walking as children of light. And so my issue with my time, I'm too busy. I fill my schedule with a bunch of stuff that ultimately doesn't matter. I fill my time with things that have zero eternal value. I fill my family's time with those same things. And so I'm guilty of not only wasting my time, but I'm guilty of teaching my sons to waste their time and to fill their schedules with things that don't matter. Now, I want to make sure we understand something. Is is busy bad? Is having a full schedule sinful? I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case. And so hear me on these two next points. First of all, being sinful or being busy isn't sinful. However, I think being hurried is. Here's what I mean by that. If you look at the life of Jesus, he was busy. Jesus did a lot. He went a lot of places. He taught a lot. He healed a lot. He was constantly on the go. If you read the book of Mark, you will find the word immediately 41 times. And used in this context that Jesus did this and then immediately he went and did this. Jesus was busy. He had a lot to do. However, he was never hurried. And we saw that this past week when we read Luke 19, where Jesus stops to interact with Zacchaeus. I would contend that there's a big difference between busyness and being hurried. The difference is this. When we're hurried, we're focused on ourselves. 
When I start to feel hurried, my thoughts are consumed with what I need to do. I have to do this, and then I have to do this. I need to make sure this gets done, and then I need to finish that task, and then I have to go here. And my life is consumed with me and what I think I need to do. And I don't have time for anything else. I don't have time for any other task or anyone else in my life because I'm spending all of my energy not only doing, but thinking about myself. Compare that to the moments where I'm making the best use of the time, where I'm, where I'm looking carefully how I walk, and I'm trying to walk as a child of light. Then, in those moments, I may be busy, I may even have a ton of work to do, but my focus is not on myself and my schedule, but rather my focus is ultimately on God and His schedule and the things He has for me to do. And it's in those moments when I slow down, when I take my focus off myself and put it on God, that even when I'm doing a lot, I don't feel hurried. And so be busy, that's fine, but don't be hurried. However, there's a caveat here that I wanna make sure that, that we understand. Busyness is okay as long as we're filling those time slots in our lives with what's best. The saying goes that the worst enemy of what's best is what's good. You know, a lot of times we think that the, that, that the enemy of what's best would be bad, but the actually, sometimes the worst enemy of what's best is good because you may have a full schedule and your f- schedule may be filled with good things. But if your schedule is packed with good things, and only good things, then there's no time for the best things. And so maybe, maybe why you're struggling with caring for the lost is because you have a bunch of good things going on, but you're not prioritizing the best. Maybe you need to say no to some things. You may even need to say no to some good things or some really good things in order to fill your time with what's best. And I would contend that one of the best things that we can fill our time with is what Christ has called us to. And we talked about these things on Sunday, that the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. And the greatest command to make disciples, to be a witness. These three things must be major priorities in our lives and must be a lens through which we fill our time. And I would contend that if our calendar doesn't reflect these three items regularly, we need to remove some things in order for us to focus on the best things. Ultimately, what Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 comes down to is margin. Do you have the margin in your life to walk as a child of light? Or are you following those in darkness, filling it with busyness, with things that don't ultimately matter, with maybe good things, but not the best things? Do you have space in your calendar to not only see the needs of the lost in your life, but to also meet the needs of the lost in your life? Are you focused on all that you need to get done and are therefore living a hurried life? Or are you focused on what God has for you to get done. That may lead to being busy, but that will also lead you to praying for the lost, caring for the lost, and sharing with the lost. 
You know, there are, like I said, a ton of great ways for us to care for the lost in our lives. You know, you could invite all your neighbors over to your driveway for ice cream on a Friday evening. You could, you could bring donuts into work for your coworkers with note cards that are laying out that, that just ask, how can I pray for you? You could, you could move your family's hangout time in the backyard every evening to the front yard where you have a chance to interact and introduce and get to know some of your neighbors. You could, instead of sitting in your car during your, your child's baseball practice, you could sit, instead sit in the stands and interact with other parents. You could take a lap around the cubicles at work, looking for someone who maybe looks a little stressed and engage them in a conversation. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them how you can help. Ask them how you can pray for them. You could invite a lost friend out to lunch, buy them coffee, or, or send them an encouraging note in the mail, or, or send them a text message that's, that's trying to build them up. Those are just a few of the many different ways that we as believers can care for the lost in our lives. But all of them require us making the best use of the time that we have been given. All of them requires margin in our lives. So to close today, I want to pray for us, but I want to use Psalm 90 verses 12 through 17 as kind of our guide this morning. So let's pray these words together. Holy Father, teach us to number our days that we, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord. How long? Have pity on your servants and return soon. But in the meantime, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Lord, let your work be shown to your servants, and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.